That button right there. Yeah. That, that one. one. That one. Put hey. Hey, how's it going, guys? This is for those who inquired. I'm your host, Edward Marlowe. It is a lovely Wednesday afternoon in Murray, Kentucky. A little chilly, actually, but real lovely nonetheless. Is it ever going to stop raining, Neil? Yeah, it's stopped right now. It's not raining right now. <laughs> so we only had two inches of it yesterday, seven inches for the month. Yeah. So uh, that's plenty. Uh, a little disappointed in you, Ed, that we're recording today and not on April Fool's Day. All sorts of April Fool's I tricks know. lined up. I didn't even think about and it. And now I can't use any of them. We can use them next week. But it won't be April Fool's Day. It's only the one day that it's sort of okay to play stupid tricks on people. It's true. I really didn't even think about it. I walked into your office, sat down, and I was like, wow, we should actually be recording tomorrow because yeah. tomorrow is April Fool's Day. But you know what? Oh, well. I'm just a walking joke in general, so we're good. No, no. We're no. fine. No, 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 no. Self-deprecation is the best humor. It's the best medicine. And as I've told you, none of us would ever say anything like that about you to your face. Right. And you know that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you love to see it. You know what else you love to see, Neil? The racer football team at 5-0. and Just like we predicted. I think yeah. if we'll go back in our archives. For sure. Somewhere, but there is a show that somehow got deleted. Uh-huh. I think it might have been that show, the mm-hmm. one where we predicted we'd be five and zero after five games. I will say, I did in my preseason poll to the OVC. I did pick Racer Football to be in the middle of the pack, but it's like I told somebody the other day: middle of the pack this year, four five could be two and five or three and four because yeah. there's only seven games being played. Yeah. So do you look at that and you're like, we finished fifth? Like who who cares? Like unless you're five and zero, four and one, three and two at this point. No one cares if you finish middle of the pack. Like it, it means. Yeah. It mean, like I said, there will be a log jam for the middle of the pack because you're not playing a ton of games this year. I know. We say these things in racer football's five and zero, Neil. Five and freaking zero. What on earth? And 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 it didn't look great this past Sunday. No. Uh, I stayed at home, had the windows open. It was a beautiful day for football. I was at home with my wife, had it fired up on my surround sound system, uh, courtesy of uh, Neil Bradley, and I appreciate that. Oh, it works now? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. And uh, so I uh, cooked some lunch, decided to, st- again, stay at home. I had been at the regional tournament all week, and so wanted to kind of take it easy, but wasn't going to miss this game, and jumped in on the Zoom afterward. And, you know, it's tie game at half. And uh, really about three consecutive drives that did not go particularly no. well for racer football. No. Uh, an unfortunate RPO uh, where Preston Rice throws a pick six on the first play of the second half. Then the racers do answer that interception by getting a 58-yard field goal by Aaron Baum. We'll get to him in a minute. 17-13. Then EIU, two plays later, goes for an 80-yard touchdown on a botched, really a botched defensive play. I thought it was great pursuit to the ball, but Jordan Smith just wiggled out of it. Uh, he had a great day. Yeah, I mean, even did. take away the 80-yard touchdown, he still had about 60 yards on 15 carries. He was pretty pretty aggressive, but that 80-yarder put them up 24-13. Then the racers muff a kickoff right after that. So it's about five minutes of just, yeah. what are we doing here? This is it. And I looked, I, I'll be honest, I even looked at my wife, and she was like, this isn't going well. <laughs> And I was like, no, it's no, it's not. And I said, there's a lot of football left, and all of this, mis- all of these mistakes, luckily, have only happened in about a five minute span. Said so if this was the, throughout the quarter, it'd be more concerning. But there's plenty of time to come back. Mm-hmm. Somebody must have heard me. That that comeback actually started then because with the field goal, the field goal that looked like a sure touchdown. Like, well, they're going to get seven here, and mm-hmm. this is really going to be dire. But they held them to a field goal. And that's where it started. From that point on, it was all racers. It was a 28-0 run. 
The defense had not forced a turnover all game. They forced three in the final 20 minutes of the football game, and they scored on one of them, which was huge. Other two ended up being thwarted thwarted drives. And Baum ends up being National Specialist of the Week, going four for four from field goals. Sure, they would have loved to have had a couple of those drives turn into touchdowns. Right. They took field goals. And uh, Preston Rice was terrific. I mean, really, it was good for the whole game. It was just the pick six that looked rough, you know. I mean, that's six free points for the other team. And um, defense forces three turnovers. Lamartez Brooks with a 50-yard catch over the middle. He had a huge day, four catches for 88 yards. And then DeMonta Witherspoon, two touchdowns. Yeah, DeMonte, uh, DeMonte was very steady throughout the game. Uh, but Brooks, it's like the racers need a big play. They need a big play. their big play guy to step up and make one and now. And now he made one. Yeah. Right when you really had to have it, need to have this done. And I had some friends that were watching, and their kids were going throughout the game, time and time again, Dallas is open. Throw it to Dallas. And finally they said, he finally listened to us because they found Dallas open, and he scoots into the end zone from 15 yards out. On a third down catch, nonetheless. I know Daquan Dallas hasn't had a ton of catches this year, but I feel like every time Daquan Dallas touches the football, it's closing time. Like He is is the crunch time receiver. At SEMO, it was a fourth down catch at the red zone. He's had two sprint touchdowns that were just wide open against his defense. Uh, the first one was against UT Martin, then last week against Tennessee State. And then this week, it was a third down catch that instead of them having to settle for another field goal, turned into a touchdown on a pass from Preston Rice. Beautiful route. He just shook his guy all the way to the left pylon. And I just feel like every time he touches the football, something special is about to happen. Well, the special part of it was the defense stepping up and making plays when they had to. You got your big play guys making them on offense. And then uh, special teams were, for the most part, special. You had the the 19-yard punt by uh, Lewis uh, Halton, and that that one wasn't what they were hoping for. 25-mile-an-hour wind in his face. Yeah, exactly. I'll give him that. And and that that will happen in those sort of circumstances. But uh, the fact that the racers had their most difficult challenge thrown at them, look, if if you really are a top-20 team, here's your chance to prove it. And that's overcome this and win the game. And they did it. And they hadn't, didn't have to do it at the end. I mean, they essentially were able to, to take a knee at the end uh, by continually stopping uh, Eastern Illinois uh, in the entire fourth quarter. You have now put yourself in a position, and you and I talked about this last week, and I remember thinking when it was 27-13, I said, man, Neil and I jinxed it. Talking about the possibility of the racers playing for an OVC championship, at least a share of it. Yeah. Now they will. Yes. They will. It is mathematically in the cards. You will be playing for at least a share of the OVC championship on the final game of the regular season, JSU's last OVC game in Murray, Kentucky, two weekends from today. Could theoretically clinch it outright if the Racers win and Eastern Illinois somehow beats Jacksonville State and Charleston. But if if that doesn't happen, if the Racers win, they get a share of the championship and then can clinch the automatic bid with a win the following week. That's providing Jacksonville State uh, wins as well. Right. But even if they lose against Austin P, still get the automatic bid and a share of the championship with a victory the following week. Yeah. The next 14 days, you don't want to look too far ahead because, first of all, Austin P, I don't want to say they did the unthinkable, 
but I'd say it's a pretty pretty solid upset. Uh, we knew Austin P would be good this year, but right at the same time that Murray State was making its comeback, Austin P forced Jacksonville State into six turnovers at home, like at Jacksonville, yeah. and beat a top ten Jacksonville team thirteen to ten on the road. Huge victory for Austin P. Huge victory for Murray State because now Murray State has the cards. Yeah, it, they they have the cards. It's it is it is all their control at this point forward. If you win on Saturday, you're playing on Saturday this weekend since uh, uh, Easter is on Sunday. Um, you, you win in Clarksville on Saturday. Holy moly, man! That's all I can say. Holy moly! You haven't been an OVC champion since 2002, since Shane Andrews put it through the uprights in Murray, Kentucky, against Tony Romo. Beautiful announcer that he is and wonderful quarterback former of the Dallas Cowboys like it's that's how long ago it's been since Murray State football has tasted that sweet of a victory yeah it uh it's been it's been great to this point but it it can be greater and so far the racers have answered every challenge at every time they've had anything thrown their way uh, typically they haven't started games it's not like they're out of the gate and they're up 14 nothing on somebody bang bang they just haven't done that. Usually, they kind of settle into the pace of the game, just like a horse, just like a thoroughbred, you know, mm-hmm. just like their namesake. And uh, they adjust to whatever speed it is. And by the end of the game, they're the winner. It's happened five consecutive times. And I know running the table is very difficult, but it is a lot more easy in a seven-game season. Even though none of the games have been easy, you don't have the couple cupcakes thrown in there. Right. But you also don't have the money games where it's stacked against you to, to really have a realistic chance to win. So here's an opportunity to do something extremely special. But if the racers can win two weeks from now, they will have a championship and will be going to the playoffs. Yeah. But right now, here we are. I guarantee Coach Hood, I'm telling you, he would like to punch me in the face right now if he could. He's not that kind of guy. But if he was that kind of guy, he probably would want to. It's like we play Austin P this week. We, we, we do not play Jacksonville State. Well, we play Austin the P only this week. We right. We play Austin P this week and we we just need to get to the first quarter. Let's that's just, it. That's the way they. That's the way they coach. Give me fifteen minutes of good football, and we'll work toward the second quarter. After that's that. the way they work. They don't. They. They just. That's just not. Not the way they think. Uh, we've even had coaches before. I really don't know who we play the next week. I bet he does this year because there's just two games. But right. we actually have. So I don't know. We're so focused on this week. I'm not sure who's up next week. Right. They you know they play them, but the order sometimes. That's how focused they are, and they really are. Murray State men's basketball. I want to go ahead and segue to that as football has a lot of excitement at the moment. There is uh, a little bit of excitement right now in their recruiting class. It's just getting started. Had five scholarships to work with. One of them has officially been filled. Uh, it was announced actually yesterday that he's already signed, sealed, and delivered. Mm-hmm. Uh, Davidson grad transfer, Carter Collins. After four years at Davidson under longtime coach Bob McKillop, is now a Murray State racer. Uh, predominantly a point guard, can play the two, uh, double double figure score, uh, makes free throws, great assist to turnover ratio. Uh, he's a lefty, uh, good three point shooter, hits 37, 38%. So he, he, that's not bad if he, if he just brings that. If he improves a little, that's even better. But uh, I like the addition. I think uh, it's a really good addition for this team. Well, I think a lot of people were like, who's this guy? Whatever. This is a guy that had a rela- has a relationship with the staff. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, that they recruited in 2017. And uh, if we go back and, you know, in the crystal ball and take a look at who was recruited in 2017, 
That was uh, one John Morant, uh-huh. uh, Tevin Brown, and Shaq Buchanan. And so I'm pretty sure that that was uh, home run, home run, home run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right there, all in a row. And Carter Carter Collins from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, you know, committed to a program, that uh, an A-10 program at that. Yeah. You know, and let's, let's go ahead and just dispel the myth here, in case you're one of those folks that just doesn't know the difference. I don't mind telling you, the A-10 is just a smidge better than the Ohio Valley Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2020, 2021, they were conference RPI. Uh, there was It was 12th in the country. It's a top 12, top top 13, top 15 type of conference. Their RPI was in line with Conference USA. Um, pretty much your Power Six was above them. And then a couple other conferences right. there in the middle right above them as well. Um Really good conference. His strength of schedule over the last two years, specifically, was really good. And he started 46 games over the last two seasons. Started all 22 for Davidson this year. Started all of pretty much all of last season. Started five games his sophomore year. And over the last two years, has really, really blossomed into a, kind of an elite type of scorer. Right. And uh, this, as a matter of fact, this past season, Davidson went 13-9, and made the NIT, uh, he scored 20-plus points in four games, including in a win against Vanderbilt. So, you know, this is a guy that has certainly proven it at that level, um, has a relationship prior, you know, with, with staff members that, that recruited him four years ago. Feels like an eternity ago, but, you know, it, it, it is just within this last recruiting cycle, this four-year tenure. And now, uh, yeah, he scored 750 points uh, at Davidson. You mentioned the numbers, about 11 points per game this past year. About four rebounds, 2.7 assists, 1.3 turnovers per game. It's two-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio. Yeah. And again, if he plays a two, plays a combo guard, you and I have seen so much racer basketball uh, under Matt McMahon. At this point, they don't care who brings the ball up. Yeah. They just need people to bring the ball up and do it. Makes and he's 6'3", too. Yeah, he's so six, he's not a tiny guy. He's 6'3", 200. Yeah, really good size. Uh, shot 38% from three last year, as you said, 47% from the field. Again, scored 750 points at Davidson. You got four scholarships left. They're not done. That's a good get, though. Um, I think it's a s- sneaky, quiet, strong get. Yeah. Not a name that a lot of people were like, "Oh, we gotta, we gotta go get Carter Collins." They kind of snuck in and got him. You, I mean, you go take a look at, you know, who was kind of after him a- after his graduate transfer announcement. I mean, you're looking at pretty sure Vanderbilt was in on him. Uh, Couple other teams that were really in on him. I know Elon. A couple teams closer to home, closer to North Carolina. UNC. Uh, I think UNC uh, Wilmington actually was also after him as well. So it's it's just one of those things where I think Wofford I think was also after him. But I digress. It, it was it's certainly a solid get, a quiet get, and one of those names that you know maybe not everybody was looking at, but the racer staff was definitely looking at him. And to bring this up. We we Dave Dave Winder and, and you and I talked about this. Davidson to kind of explain this. Davidson doesn't keep graduate transfers. They don't have graduate programs. They are a four year college only, mm-hmm. with no graduate program. So even if Carter had wanted to stay at Davidson, which he may have wanted to, uh, I'm sure there was a discussion at some point right. with McKillop. But they don't have graduate programs. They are just simply a four year university. So he had to find another opportunity if he wanted to play a year of college basketball. And Murray State is that opportunity for him. It is. So now if Matt, and Matt, I know Matt listens to the podcast yeah, religiously. Yeah. But we need to go out and get. Uh, He's a for, big, big fan. For the Racers, a 13 to 14 point per game guy. Uh, that's that third score. 
guy that can do that for you. And they get a dude that can get you about seven rebounds a game, big dude inside. Problem solved. And uh, you can go ahead and make your uh, reservations for the NCAA tournament the next year. Oof. That's all there is to it. Right. Yeah, that's all there is to it. It's not <laughs> It's not development. It's not coaching. It's not chemistry. No. Just go get those two guys just and go, put them in. Yeah, let's Take just, the rest of the summer off. Yeah. Show up in October. and Yeah, it's that simple, right? I think sure here's is. what I don't understand, Neil. Why aren't you and I coaching a college basketball team? I think we team? just proved that. Yeah. We just proved that. Yeah. Because Matt, Matt would be like, I would like to face those guys that take. Hey, we got our recruits. We're taking the summer off. See you in October. Yeah. I want. I want those guys. I want that. Schedule. I want the whole. I want to play them twice. Might even play them three times. Yeah, I want to briefly talk about from a transfer perspective too. Very briefly here as we move through what's been a very busy spring. Um, we can't talk about all the transfers in OVC men's basketball. No, because we it'll can't. be a four-hour show. It'll be a four-hour show, but I want to mention too. Uh, I I know EKU is landing some big-time transfers. I know they're no longer in the OVC. But this is, this is the climate that we're looking at, folks. This is what I want to try to explain to people. If you don't see that this transfer portal is the biggest transfer portal that's ever existed, and each year it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, we knew it was going to be big this year because of COVID-19. And everybody's like, oh, I got a free reset? Hell yeah. Get me out of here. Boom. And for all different reasons. But, like, this is happening nationwide. Nationwide. Like, this isn't... Everybody wanted to like hit the alarm and be like, "Oh, Murray State is this massive turnover." Blah, blah, blah. Like it's just annoying. Like it's just annoying to hear that because no, I mean, you saying it for all the other programs in college basketball because it's all of them. I, everybody's experiencing it, and I promise you, even after this Final Four and championship game, UCLA Baylor. Congratulations to Mick Cronin, the former racer. We'll get to yeah. that in a second. UCLA Baylor Gonzaga. And um, what's the other team? Uh, Houston. Houston. Those four teams, they'll experience some turnover as well. Yeah. It's just college basketball. This is what's How, happening. Even Elvis has entered the transfer portal. That's right. Elvis. I mean, yesterday I saw that Kobe Elvis out of DePaul. You know, he got Elvis in there. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much. There you go. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, how, was that's the how huge it is. That was the tweet of the day. It was. It was the best. By verbal commits, they said Elvis has entered the transfer portal. Right. Uh, and that's the thing. Like. Awesome. You go to EKU, Wendell Green and Trey King have both. And they won 20 games last year. And they're going to arguably at least a tangential, if not a slightly better, A-Sun conference. Mm -hmm. I say better than the OVC. It's different. It's a different conference. It's got a different profile. There's some good teams in it. I, I don't. I mean, RPI-wise, I'd say it's probably pretty similar. Mm -hmm. But they're looking at FBS football as a target moving forward. So they right. have different priorities and different perspectives. Trey King and Wendell Green, two elite players who changed the way EKU played basketball this year, pushed for an OVC championship, have announced they've entered the transfer portal. Yeah, but I, and they won. They were winners. Yeah, but more than them was Moorhead State. Three of their top five scorers have entered the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. Now, not the big guy, Janai Broom, hasn't yet. But as of right now, three of their top five scorers are in the transfer portal. And they won the title. Yeah. And they were a sneaky upset favorite over West Virginia. They were tied with West Virginia until middle of the second half. Like, even winners mm -hmm. don't keep all of their players. Yeah, five hundred teams. Like, unfortunately, the Murray State Racers were 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 going to experience turnover. That's how this works. This is this is the future of college basketball. And you either get with the times. As Matt McMahon, and not that they weren't with the yeah. times, but this is the first. What I'm getting at there is this is the first graduate transfer for Matt McMahon. This is the first time 
that I mean, I'm sure there have been graduate transfers prior that maybe I'm not aware of mm-hmm. just because it wasn't that knowledge wasn't per, as pervasive as it was now as it is now. But like under Matt McMahon, this is the first graduate transfer for Murray State men's basketball. In, well, I think he, it Collins. is the first graduate transfer because the rule wasn't in effect uh, as far as a graduate transfer. Right, exactly. Now, yeah, one-year guy, but a graduate transfer by by technical definition is uh, a guy that wants to transfer after he's completed his degree yep. at a certain school, and you can go to another school that happens to have a program that isn't offered at your school. That's the technical where you have to get in there, and there's always something at the other school that doesn't have it isn't offered and. That's the way you can kind of get around and the, that. And that rule, I made sure to double check. I, I, I didn't want to go back through the 70 years or 90 years, really, of college basketball at Murray State and be like, well, there's a, you know, this is the first college transfer or college, you know, uh, grad transfer ever at Murray State when there's somebody maybe back there that got one year yeah. and, and got here and played. I just don't remember. But yeah. Could have been. Under this rule, under the 2011 graduate transfer relaxation, I think we had. It's Carter Collins. Carl Sias, who was on the 1988 team, I believe, and he was a Army guy. I think he had from. I'm pretty sure I'm uh, tied on this. He only had one year of eligibility remaining and played. Okay, but that was what that was. It was an Army thing, and I think he was up against the age thing at that point. Right. Which, uh, but in the Army, uh, you if you serve in the Army, your clock doesn't start ticking. So you can serve, you know, two four years and come out and do it. Same with uh, religious services like Brigham Young. That's how they can have twenty-two-year-old freshmen and stuff like that. Right, and that's it. But uh, we we were able to take advantage. I think that was Carl Sias. So he was a one-year guy, but it wasn't a graduate transfer situation. Yeah, nineteen eighty-eight. I was three. I'm sorry, I couldn't help Thank you there. You shut up. Sorry, Neil. But yes, we've uh, we've digressed slightly on that. But it is an exciting time uh, from a recruiting standpoint. I know the staff is really. Uh, invigorated, rejuvenated. Not that they weren't invigorated last season. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not trying to say one or the other. You know, love the team, love the guys moving forward. Have four scholarships left. Yeah, uh, and uh, quite a few guys who stayed, um, who are who are sticking back, and we'll we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, I know the next two to three weeks are pretty pivotal from a recruiting standpoint. I do believe the dead period is about to about to fall off. So um, I would imagine. Just, just hypothetically, I'm just shooting the breeze here. It's possible that they may have a couple of announcements within the next three to four weeks. I'd I say, would say likely that that'll happen. Seems seems extremely possible. Three other spring sports for Murray State, and then there's one subject I, I want you, Neil oh, yeah. and I, to to, well, to to close up. It's with the here. gift. It's the it's the highlight of the show. So we'll is. save that to later. Yeah, absolutely. But. The three 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 spring sports for Murray State that have been playing really well right now. We brought it up last week, uh, and it's only continued. Uh, over the last couple of weeks uh, is Murray State softball, Murray State baseball, and women's soccer. Yeah. And uh, all three of these things. Uh, volleyball uh, has officially been uh, uh, eliminated from postseason play, but volleyball was only four teams this year. I think Murray State probably would have been in that 6-7 conversation, 5-6-7 conversation. Um, they'll be back next year. <laughs> They're so young. Oh, yeah, they will. They're so talented. Becca Fernandez and Jayla Holcomb. But you go to softball. Uh, softball is 14-16, but they are 11-3 right now in OVC play. Their team ERA is 188. Their team batting average is 270. This is in OVC play. Um, and you have four women in Carol, Striegel, Braun Meyer, and Gilmore who are all hitting over 300. I don't know what else you could ask for. You took another series against Tennessee State. Won three out of four games in a three-game series. Yeah. 
What? Wait. Oh, that's right. Well, they played a 16-inning game. They actually won two out of three games. Right. But the 16-inning game they lost, and they got screwed. The uh, The umpire screwed them. They uh, In the top of the 14th inning, I think, they uh, awarded a, a on a force out between second and third. They said a player across the plate. The replay clearly showed it wasn't even close. Six, eight feet away, and they counted the run. Mm. On the third out, mm. they counted the run. The racers tied it in the bottom of the 14th. That should have been the winning run game over, but they lost it in 16. So they got screwed on that one. Way to go, OVC umpire. I don't so know who did they that. should be 12 and 2. Should be. They won that game, but but that's 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 sports. You're going to have that happen one of these days. It may happen in their favor. We switch over to baseball. They're 12 and 11, but four and two in the OVC with yeah. a team ERA. You and I talked about this about three weeks ago. We said get that ERA below six on the season. You'd start really. You are. You're at five seven nine. Your team batting average for the season. This isn't just the OVC. These are actually this is full season stats. Your team batting average is two fifty six. That's great. You would you'd love to be around 250, 260 as a team, and uh, you'd love. I mean, obviously, you'd love for it to be like four hundred, but that's not even mathematically possible these days. Cozart, Slender, and Anderson are all hitting two seventy or better, you yeah. know, and that's the heart of your lineup pretty much. And that's, I don't know what else you can ask for. I mean, you're one of the best offenses in the conference, and you still have a four and two in the OVC. It's a lot of conference baseball left yeah. to really kind of see how far you're actually going to blossom. Um, really excited to see where postseason baseball and softball will be this yeah. year, quite frankly. Have they even announced those yet? Uh, they haven't announced. The softball, I don't recall, but uh, I think those of you folks, they haven't announced uh, the baseball, but if you're around the Jackson, Tennessee area, you won't have to travel too far to watch the OVC baseball tournament. Yeah, it's going to be really, really exciting. But I don't know anything inside or anything that's just my guess yeah just an, <coughs> just a just a hunch so to speak yeah. um women's soccer decided to beat tennessee tech and siu edwardsville last week yeah yeah they bounced back from the one loss they had what at jacksonville state mm-hmm. bounced back with wins and I, I mean they've been rolling and they tennessee tech and siu edwardsville were on top of the league yeah i mean i mean siu edwardsville especially so now racer soccer's in the same spot football's in they just win and there's nothing anybody can do about it they're the champion and they're going to host the tournament yeah yeah so murray state soccer is seven and one in the ovc they have a 16 to 8 goal to goals against ratio two to one they're winning games essentially two to one and understand that's good from people that know soccer people that know soccer yeah it's really good actually villacrest has been really good but i mean it's it's barthouse and kubin who have done really you know, been really excellent. The scoring's been balanced, but Kubin's uh, got three goals and Barnhouse has four. And Barnhouse will be graduating in, what, four more years? No. Uh, just what? a freshman. Five more years. Whenever. Whenever she feels like <laughs> That's it. That's right. Yeah. Because she's around for a long time. She's she's going to be uh, a legit star. Is starting to be right now, but yeah. And Kubin's the senior. Yeah, she's the senior, so she'll, she'll be out at some point. Yeah. I don't really know how teams you know i'm looking at baseball softball and soccer especially but even football i'm not sure how they're all going to address the extra year i do know that uh i don't the consensus is around the nation that if you played your spring sports this year there, there's not going to be an extra year okay the ncaa is going to decide that but the consensus is i don't think any of the coaches want it. i say any 
many of the coaches want it. They, they want to be able to just move on. And I'm sure the students want to move on, yeah. too, honestly. Because, it, it, you know, like last year, when you didn't have your year, that's a different deal. Yeah, everybody la- has their year this year. Yeah, last you year you play. did. You got your free year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. So I, I, th- I think the NCAA rule probably, no, uh, we're going to try to get back to normal on spring sports as of now. Been a crazy spring, and one thing that I also wanted to discuss, Neil, is the 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 growing notion that the Ohio Valley Conference will have some sort of discussion, at least, either official or unofficial, private or or, or public discussion on whether or not they're expansion. Ah. Before we get to that though, we gotta talk about Mick Cronin. Please. Okay. Okay. Or, or were we saving that to the end? No, we can talk about Mick Cronin now. That's fine. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's a, it's a guy that I know, know well, broke bread with him before. Yeah, let's let's yeah it's in the final four. Yeah. Let's do that. Did you watch the second half? Yes. Uh they they shot like I did. Which nobody well, could, nobody could make it. It was great defense. Every, Let's give it credit. was, but everybody but except, no one could make a shot except man. Johnny Juzang. Except for him, yeah, he could make shots. Johnny Juzang, man, cut dang Juzang. Jeez, he was unbelievable. He made great shot, but I mean, it was it was still. You'd think a game with that score wouldn't be fun to watch, but I really enjoyed it. Well, so it here's fun. the deal. I thought both teams played great defense, especially in the second half. I will say, I think the tough part for Michigan, they went zero for eight. In the final two minutes. Yeah. And two missed and some half, open shots, too. Open. It's not like they were all contested. They had a couple of really good looks. That one three that would have won it, air ball. It was, it was a good look. You know? And that and yeah, and that and that was a great that was a great look. Yeah. Even it, their final inbound play with a half second to go had a chance. It it did. I thought it was gonna bank in. Yeah. Off his back foot. Yeah, I was just you know, hoping for hope. It was like uh I mean I, wa- I wanted Mick to, to get it done. Yeah. And it Correct me if I'm wrong. You and I were texting uh, with Winder and Efred last night. I don't think a Murray State affiliated coach has ever been to the Final Four. Not at Murray State. Not, not since being at Murray State. You know, previously at Murray State, I think maybe Mark Godfrey was, but but he was with he was an assistant. But I mean, as a head coach, I don't think so. If there is, I don't recall it. I don't know who it'd be. Yeah, right, it's not Luther. I, I don't. I mean, it's not. Um, and we have a former player on his staff, T.J. Wolf. Now he's a, he's a walk-on, didn't play a lot, but he's on uh, the mixed staff, so it's not he gets to taste it too. It's not Scott Edgar. Yeah, it's not Steve Newton was in South Carolina. Steve didn't go Newton to the final didn't four. go to the Final Four. No, I'm just trying to run through it. Mark Godfrey didn't. Tavester, no. Yeah. Steve, Fred Rome. Overton, no, no. Ron Green did. Ron Green go as the SEC Coach of the Year? I don't think he got to the. No, I don't think he no. I'm pretty sure he did not. I mean, they had some good teams, but I don't think they got to the Final Four. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Mick Cronin's in the Final Four. Yeah. From the first four to the Final Four. I know it. They joined VCU as the only two teams. Well, first of all, the first four hasn't existed for a ton of time. Right. But they're the first. They're now the second team to be on the fringe of the tournament to the very heart of it in the Final Four. And you have to know that uh, – the UCLA community fully expected this after they went into the tournament on a four-game losing streak. Right. But if you look at who they lost to... And how they lost. Wow. Because, oh, the Pac-12's not that good. <sighs> well, uh, 
They have been in the postseason. And they had three teams in the Elite Eight. Yeah. So if you if if you, they're going to throw that at you in the argument, you don't really have a leg to stand on. Not anymore. Big Ten? Yeah, not so much. Although Michigan was really good till the final few minutes of the game. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't break my heart that Michigan lost. You know that. Uh, well, it's because you're an Ohio State fan. Exactly. Which got punched out in the very first very first game. Oral Roberts. Yeah. Do, 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 do. The Oral Roberts University. The, everyone I know that's, oh, the Oral Roberts University. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I see what you did there. Okay. Um, All right. Now, so anyhow, I just no, wanted no, to mention that. No, I'm glad you mentioned it because now Mick, all Mick has to do now is beat Gonzaga. That's, that's it. That's all he's got to do. Well, yeah, but it's he's playing with house money now because nobody expects this. Nobody. It's true. Nobody expects it. And I think... If you thought last night's game was low scoring, this will be even lower scoring if Mick can control the tempo. If Mick can control the tempo, maybe. But that's that's the key. Gonzaga has the best offense in the country. They do. Well, the, here's the big and test. it's not close. And they control the tempo, but Mick would like to see this probably a forty to thirty eight game. <laughs> and Gonzaga would like to see it might be forty to thirty eight at the half. That many at the halftime. At the half. That's what they want. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. That's what makes the games fun. You got to play it. Yeah. I don't. I'm not. I I agree. You can't crown Gonzaga until Gonzaga does it. And the Zags are good. They're really, really and good. It's, I'm I'm telling you, what they did to USC was illegal in a lot of in like you know 25 of 50 states. But let me tell you this. And, and people don't ever like talking about. It. They say it doesn't exist. Let them be behind with about five minutes to go and the pressure to go unbeaten. I, yeah. Suddenly is on your shoulders and Ken- go, oh my God. Kentucky, Wisconsin. Well, yeah. And they're not the only one. I mean, there's a, that suddenly that feels like a ton. Like, we can't let this slip away. Yeah. 30, we can't. 30, I have to make the next shot. Yeah. Well, I have to make the next shot. And then suddenly you're beat. That's right. So for them, jump out on UCLA, put them away early is to me, and then they're fine. But if, if UCLA can hang around five minutes ago, I think Gonzaga could be in trouble. It's going to be fun to watch. It will be. Mm. I won't be watching any of it uh, because I'll be doing football. Yeah. But you'll get to see it, and that's all right. You're what you're calling. Yes, I'll take that. Beyond meaningful football. <laughs> well, trust me, if someone had told me you can either watch the Final Four, as long as the Racers aren't in it, watch the Final Four or have a Racer game with a potential championship on the line at Austin P in Week 6, but, oh, give me that. I'll take that. And here you are. And here I am. <laughs> but I never dreamed it. Ask and ye shall receive. Exactly. Speaking of asking, and you shall receive. We'll now revert ourselves back to this OVC conversation. Okay. Um, it's that simple, right? Don't yeah. you just go ask college basketball and college programs and football programs, hey, why don't you come be a part of our conference? Yeah, I'll accept. I'll swipe right because it's like Tinder, right? Yeah. Well, isn't it that simple? Yeah. It, well, it is. Uh, but even if it isn't, I know they have a committee on OVC future membership. Uh, I don't know who's on it. Uh, they haven't really released a lot of details on it. But uh, they've hired a firm. It's a secret club. They've hired a firm to look for Yeah, they, announce, they announced that. They announced that. Oh, they, we've hired a firm to look at it. And the thing is, they're really wasting a lot of time because you and I have solved the problem. Yeah. Uh, in fact, right after the show, we're going to call Beth. Yeah. Uh, if Kyle will give me your number. I've got her Beth, number. I have it. Yeah. Beth, I have it right here. We have the solution. And uh, it's all done. So I have it. I have uh, Not only do I have the teams that are coming in, Yeah. but I have the travel partners set up. And then... Uh, let me just go through it. It's done. Here's your basketball. Uh, we're going to add Western Illinois and Chattanooga. EIU, Western Illinois, travel partners. Three hours, 22 minutes away. SIMO, SIUE, 
Travel partners, two hours, 16 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Murray State's going to travel partner with Martin, 45 minutes away. Belmont, Tennessee State in the same city. Austin P. Chattanooga, two hours, 53 minutes. Moorhead, Tennessee Tech, three hours, 57 minutes. It's done. Uh, do you want to call Who do you want to call? Eastern Illinois or Chattanooga? We'll each split that. We'll call Beth, say it's done, and uh, we'll be set to go. Neil, See, it wasn't that hard. Neil, you solved the overseas problems in 41 seconds. Exactly. I timed it. They didn't even have to pay me a consultant fee. It's done. It's, it's done. It's 100% done. Obviously, Western Illinois and Chattanooga. Yeah. All you, like, you call Western Illinois. Okay. I'll call Chattanooga. I tell him I know Eric Sean. He's a graduate from there. So he's going to be calling some of the games in the conference. Yeah. So you know it's a good deal. I'll just call Chattanooga and be like, I like your city. Come join yeah. our conference. That's my pitch. And I'll, I'll tell Western Illinois, look, you owe me something here because the last time we did a football game up there, you guys kicked our butt. That was the year 1994. Uh, before the racers had an unbeaten season, and then you locked us in the stadium. We had to send somebody over the fence to go to the police station to get us out. <laughs> That's a true story. That is a true story. Yeah, Joe Haynes, we had to have him scale the fence and go to the little police station. So uh, please unlock the gate because we're locked in. That's amazing. Yeah. So we make these two references to Western Illinois and Chattanooga. For the record, for the record, I've heard nothing official. Nothing? No, I haven't at all. Please don't go out and say, well, according no, that is not true. What? what? This would solve the problem, but none of this is based on any fact whatsoever other than rumors. Western Illinois might be interested. Chattanooga. Or we're interested in Chattanooga, maybe. Chattanooga maybe. But interested. I don't know. There's a lot of speculation. I'll put it this way. I have heard more than one school has even remotely inquired. For those who have inquired. Right, okay. There are people who have inquired. Um, I know this for a fact. I know that there are several programs that have inquired about what OVC membership would look like. <clears throat> sure. I have fine. I do have it on pretty good authority that at least Western Illinois uh, is is certainly in in the potential conversation They're as to what that could be. They are at Missouri Valley Football Conference, which is brutal. Brutal. You could be one of the top ten teams in the country and finish fifth or sixth in that league. You yep. could. Yep. Uh, that probably and wouldn't happen. And out of the playoffs, probably wouldn't happen in the OVC. Uh, you might not win it, but you probably wouldn't finish fifth or sixth. So, and then they're in the Summit League in basketball. Good league, but if they put all their eggs in one basket, that might be something they want to do. And then with Chattanooga, uh, the reason I we've even brought them up is from a regional profile perspective. They fit in the SOCON, uh, but the OVC is a little bit tidier and a little tighter. And from a regional travel perspective, Chattanooga kind of fits in the OVC. Um, if you think about the river region mountain areas and the schools that they would have to go to. It's Four a, Tennessee teams in it, it besides it, them. saves them a little bit of time, a little bit of effort, and they bring pedigree and quality from all of their it's programs. Five Tennessee schools, my bet. It would be, yeah, right, because okay. you have Austin P, UT Martin, Tennessee State, Belmont, Tech, they'd yeah. be the sixth. Yeah. But there's five, all right, there's yeah, five already. Five they would play. So after you leave the state to play to play five of their games on the road and five quality teams. Yes, uh, in different sports, you would. It's not like you would be like, well, oh my god, like UT Martin women's basketball. Chattanooga would love to play that, you know, and softball. Chattanooga probably love to play that. Basketball, Belmont men's basketball and women's basketball. You'd love to play that if you're Chattanooga. You know, Tech looks like football and baseball. You know, you'd love to play them, and, and volleyball's been pretty good. You, you'd love to play those programs. So each program obviously bringing its strengths. Uh, to the conference, Chattanooga maybe is interested. Uh, I've heard some some tall tales and rumors, smoke possibility, possibly that a program like that would be interested. But again, this is conjecture. But I mean, Neil and I solved the problem in it's 15, solved. fifteen minutes. 
If if we get Beth to return our call, you might have an announcement tomorrow. Yeah, might have. I'll um. Let's see. I'll I'll DM the o- the OVC. Okay. I could slide. You just have DM OVC. Is it I, right in your phone? OVC, I actually DM. could slide up in the OVC's DM. Well, you take a screenshot of this and say, "Hey, Kyle, we have it. Just give us Beth's number, and uh, I'll and do it. I'll do it right now. And we're set to go. Here, hang on. While we're talking, right, so I'll do it. Let me take a picture of it. Yeah, screenshot that. Yep. All right. We're doing this live. Doing it live. Yep. This isn't an April Fool's joke here. By no, the way, no. I'm really as we speak. <laughs> I'm sending this to the. But OVC. it is March foolishness. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm doing. I'm just doing it right now, live. I don't even care. So, if you see this, like in a couple of days, they'll just screenshot this in the release. Yep. <laughs> and, and circle the two new teams. I'll have a big circle against Western and a circle with chat. See, I, I couldn't even spell Chattanooga. I actually could spell it. It just wasn't room. Yeah, well, it's 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 actually done. <laughs> Neil, keep talking. I'm sending a DM. All right, right. sending a DM right now to uh, to Kyle, or to, please tell me it's not. Is it to Kyle? No, no, it's to the OVC. To, to the OVC. I didn't know you could DM the. Oh, you're DMing their uh, their Twitter account. Yeah, I don't know who runs it. Uh, okay. Maybe it's Kyle. Maybe it's Heather. <laughs> yeah, they'll get a kick out of that. Yep. No, no doubt. It's done. There you go. So, my expected announcement in a couple of days. Done deal. Or they can continue wasting their money with the consultant, and they might come up with the same thing. Oh man, they can call me. There you go. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll take a nickel. Do you imagine though, if this does work, next time they'll just call us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris, hundred dollar bill, could you take care of that for us? <laughs> sure. Oh, sure, we'll do it. That might be the most unprofessional DM I've ever sent. Oh. But anyways, we have digressed entirely. What a fun week. Of sports. It has been. And we haven't even talked the uh, Sweet 16. Uh, we'll talk more about it next week. Got McCracken County. They'll play tomorrow. Uh, Marshall County, no surprise there, playing next week. So uh, wish Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that real quick. I'll dovetail on that. I had a chance to speak with uh, McCracken County boys basketball coach Berlin Brower. Uh, that podcast is already available nice. on uh, anchor, anchor.fm backslash FTW Inquired. And then I will be releasing... Uh, a podcast with Aaron Beth. Uh, talked to him for about 35 minutes earlier this week. I would like to release that a little closer to their time. Uh, they play next week. Hopefully that uh, works better than the time I interviewed him, and we both went out in the Rupp Arena. We mentioned that. They said, uh, that's it. Yeah, we <laughs> talked a little bit about that. So, yeah, they play the Region 15 champion uh, opening week, and then uh, it'll, be, it'll get interesting. They're not trying to uh, overlook any team. Uh, they do believe they've got a chance for something special. There's a lot too. of hope and belief uh, that they get it done. Uh, but both of those teams, the McCracken County Mustangs, uh, won their 36th straight game against the first region for an OV for a, for an OVC. Well, felt like an OVC championship because it was at the CFSB Center, but they beat Murray 45 to 40. And then the Marshals, the Lady Marshals, took care of McCracken County their first time in the regional championship. Uh, under former racer and longtime Callaway County coach uh, Scott Civils, uh, but the Lady Marshals took care of business. I do believe they expected it, mm-hmm. uh, got it done, forty-nine to twenty-one. So just uh, really big-time performances by both programs, and uh, I, I hope they represent uh, the region well. Yeah, the Mustangs take the court on Thursday, Marshall County earlier next week. So okay. it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun, Neil. Gonna yeah, be a lot of fun. Look forward to everybody listening to those podcasts. Berlin and, and Aaron Beth had a lot of insight, and I really enjoyed my conversations that I had with them. 
They gotta let you go. You have to go get shot. Yeah, I've got to go get my damn shot. That's right, my Kentucky damn shot. That's right, going to the dam to get the shot. Yeah, damn for the damn shot. I've already had one of mine. I get my next one next week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. My left arm is probably gonna be dead, but that's all right. I'll be used to it. There you go. You know what can help is you can do some of the dishwashing at home and kind of get that loosened up. Oof. Take the dishwasher's place. Oof. I'll just be washing with my right hand only. Uh oh. Okay. Is that it? There was a joke there, and I'm not going there. So. <laughs> I'm not either. Okay. Uh, Neil, it's been real. It has. It's been fun. It's been real fun. We'll do it. Appreciate it. All right.